Stand to your feet, if you will. Romans chapter number 12. I said already, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to preach God's words tonight and looking forward to what he has in store for his people. Tonight's going to be just a little bit different. We're going to use Romans chapter number 12 and review just for a minute or two about what we preached Sunday night and then skim the rest of the chapter. And then, um, as you've noticed, that's not our sound guys in the back making a mistake. It looks like one of our announcement slides for my message, but that is actually the take away the ministry expo part, and that's the title of my message tonight, Commission Coalition. And I think it'll make sense here in just a minute. And men, I'm going to read the text, and then we're going to pray, and as everybody's um, finding their seats, y'all can come through and pass out those papers. So um, Romans chapter number 12, we'll just read the first two verses like we did the other night, and then I'll let you be seated, and we'll look through the, portion, the, the rest of the chapter as well. Romans chapter number 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Father, thank you for this wonderful place. Thank you for the building, God, that you have erected on this property. The physical structure that we gather in, yes. But God, the spiritual building, the house of the living God that we are, temples of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for that building. Thank you that, God, we, your people, can gather in this, your building, tonight. And we can praise your name. Lord, we can acknowledge you as the strength and source of our life. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for your people that have gathered in this place. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for its power in our lives. Thank you, Spirit of God, for being ever present with us. Thank you for being present in this place tonight. We love you. We praise you. I pray that the words, Lord, from my lips would go into the hearts and minds of your people. Lord, not because they're from me, but God, would you use me just as an instrument, as a tool in your hand tonight to do the work that you want to do for your church. Thank you again for this opportunity. Lord, I pray that you would guide us and fill us and use us tonight. Help us not just hear the word, but heed the word. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. We looked at that portion of Scripture, Romans 12, 1 and 2, kind of in conclusion to um, Sunday night's message. And what a wonderful time it was Sunday. I, I'm, I'm never excited to not have our pastor around, but I'm very thankful for, for the day that God gave us in spite of having our, our pastor away. Just a wonderful, wonderful time. I got the privilege to preach Sunday night if you weren't here, and I talked about what is church. What is church biblically? We see a lot of representations of church in the world, but what is it biblically? What is it actually? And where we landed was Romans 12 and 2. And we said this, that essentially the church is able to be the church by doing one thing. And that's if everybody will give their body for the body. And that's kind of a summary of Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, he's talking to a church, present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Be transformed, be renewed in your minds, and God can do what he wants to do when we will let him. 
Some of us maybe need to change our perception of the church. It's kind of what we talked about Sunday night. And the way that that happens is through the renewal of our mind. Verse number two says, and be not conformed to this world. Don't look, talk, act, walk just like the world is, but be ye transformed. Be turned into something different, something contrary to what the world is, the church is. And how does that happen? It happens through the transformation of our mind, the renewing of our minds. When we change our minds, we change our lives. Transformation begins in the mind. And the, one of the first things I thought about when I read that is verse number three. And we didn't read this one, so look down at it. We're talking about how to be the church. What is the church? Well, the church is everybody giving their body for the body. We're renewed in our minds. We're transformed and changed when we understand the good things that God has for us. One of the things that I truly believe the church needs to understand is in verse number three. The writer says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man, not every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So if we're going to be the church, if we're going to live out our faith in a dark world, transforming the culture around us, it must first begin in us. As we renew our own minds, our lives are transformed. We're not conformed to the world around us. We have a different way of thinking. We have a different way of operating. We have a different life because we think different thoughts. And one of the first things we need to think is that every man is important. And by man, I don't just mean the, the male. I mean every person is important. That's what it said in verse number three. Let us think right about ourselves. Let us think right about this church that every person is important because according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And that's kind of where I want to start tonight by, by saying to all of us and reminding to all of us that each and every one of us that is a part of the body of Christ, that is a part of Calvary Baptist Church, is important and valued to God. You bring something to the table when you come because God has gifted each of us uniquely and specifically for his purpose. So what I'm saying tonight is, church, let's be renewed in our minds. Maybe the world has preached to us that we're unimportant, we're undervalued, and, and we can just be a part of the church but not really be busy. We can just come and sit somewhere and just kind of hide and blend in with the scenery, but that's not really the plan that God has for his church. He has uniquely gifted each of us for a specific calling. Every single person in this room tonight has a gift from the grace of God. And it would do us all well to start there in our minds and say, okay, all right, if God has gifted me something, then what does that look like? And so the rest of the chapter, we're not gonna take a whole lot of, of time really to, to go there, but the rest of the chapter talks about how God has uniquely gifted each member of the body. And it talks about through the rest of the chapter what that looks like. And it, it likens the church, the body of Christ, to the human body. 
Jesus was the master communicator, the master teacher, so wonderful at taking the high and lofty, mighty things of God and bringing them down to where you and I can comprehend and understand. And that's what he did for the church. He said the church is a body and it functions just like the physical body. So I wanted to, I'm not really going to take you to class tonight, but I wanted you to think about this. The human body, we looked this up on the way to church because that's about the amount of time that I had to prepare for tonight's message on the way to church. You'll get that later. Pastor uh, was on his way and then had to turn around and go home. So I got the privilege of coming and preaching tonight. So I put this message together on the way to church. Anyway, it was a joke. 206 bones in your human body. 206 bones and not one of them is unimportant. And if you think so, break one and find out. It hurts. It doesn't matter if it's your little toe. It doesn't matter if it's your neck. Bones are important. And there are 206 of of those bones in just your human body. 80 different organs. Your body is not just a skeleton. You're a living being. You have organs to make you function. And there are 80 different organs in your body that play a role. They're not all the same. They play a role in your health and well-being. Listen to this one. There are trillions, with a T, trillions of cells in the human body. And I know sometimes that trillions, billions, billions is even millions is hard to understand. Millions, billions, and then trillions. It's, it's almost unfathomable. The amount of cells that are in our human body. Listen to this one. Your blood vessels in, in your human body, the vessels that go from your heart and circulate throughout your body, if they were taken from your body and linked together to form a long line, they could circle the earth twice. 60,000 miles of blood vessels in your human body. Listen to this. Those blood vessels pump 1,800 gallons of blood a day through your human body. 206 bones, 80 organs, 60,000 miles of blood vessels, trillions of cells pumping 1,800 gallons of fluid throughout your body. Why are we talking about this? Because that is the church. There are people everywhere, old and young. There are people everywhere, educated and not educated. There are people everywhere, rich and poor, from all different portions of the world. But together we form the body of Christ. Some of us are bones. Some of us are cells. Some of us are organs. Some of us pump blood. Some of us are the heart. Some of us are the face. But we are all the body of Christ. Each member of the body was specifically crafted for its purpose. Look at verses four and five. Same chapter, Romans 12, verse four and five. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. 
I'm thankful tonight that God is building a church, but that as he builds the church, not everybody in the church is exactly the same. I'm glad tonight that he uses different people to accomplish different things. We are all valuable. We are all important. We are united, but we are also unique. We are united, but we are also unique. I wrote this down. Modern culture wants to destroy or cancel anyone who doesn't look, talk, or act exactly like they think someone should look, talk, or act. But God is the God of diversity. God is the one who implemented diversity. Psalm 19.1, the Bible says this, the heavens declare the glory of God. How many of you love seasons? Seasons change. We're entering into spring. Flowers are blooming. They're popping up all over our property. Those little yellow flowers are everywhere on our property, and I'm thankful for it. But there's also snow. There's there's beautiful mountains, and then there's sandy deserts. There are beaches, and, 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 and it just goes on and on. You can travel to the other side of the world and see a, a, a waterfall cascading, and then, and then you can go to the driest part of the earth. What, what are we trying to say? The heavens declare the glory of God. Look around, you see diversity. Look inside the church, you see diversity. Verse number six, it says this, having been gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, And then it goes on to list those gifts throughout the rest of the chapter. Verse number six tells us that there are differences in our gifts. We are different by design. We are different by design. We are united, but we are unique. We're going to flip over to one more portion of Scripture, 1 Corinthians. Same chapter, number 12, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Did everybody get a handout tonight while you're turning? Anybody not get a handout? Oh, it's pretty good. Guys, you did good. Man, that's awesome. Wonderful. I wasn't sure if we would have enough. That's why I was asking. So if you don't have one, look on to the person beside you. But wonderful. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Just a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. The body of Christ is a people. We are unique. We are valuable to God. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And it says this in the first verse. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. It's what we just talked about. We're all gifted individuals through personality, through different things. But spiritually speaking, when you were birthed into the family of God, you were given a gift from the Spirit of God. And that gift God gave you is to glorify Him and edify the church. Used in that function, it exists in your life to build the body of Christ. Everybody giving their body for the body. And as we mature and grow together as a body, we look, talk, and act more like Jesus Christ, the body. That's the goal for the church. And the way that God does that is through diversities of gifts. Look over at verse number four. Now there are, what's the word? Diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse number five, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. I think it's right. Yes, the same Lord. I wrote this down. Have you ever heard this? I'm just not like that person. Anybody ever said that before? 
I'm just not like that person. I've said it before, looking around, maybe having a conversation with somebody, and then me, Hannah and I will be riding home later or something. I'll be like, I'm just not like, my brain doesn't work that way. Like I'm not, Hannah and I, that's a really good example. I'm just not like that person. How many men could raise their hand and say about their wife? I'm just not like that person. Not in a bad way at all. We love our wives, but we're different. How many of you ladies could raise your hand and say, I am just not like that person, my husband. Our brains operate in different ways. Well, the same is true inside the church. As we navigate these relationships inside the church, we are united, but we are unique. Scripture tells us that plainly there are diversities of gifts. I'm just not like that person. God calls that diversity. And that's a good thing. So many times in my life, I'll say it and I'll view it from a, a selfish, oh, I'm just not like that. I really wish they would just do it this way. And I'll come to Hannah a lot of times. Oh, why don't you just do it this way? Like, it's the simplest thing in the world. If you would just do it that way. But I can do it this way. And it's so much easier, so much better. We were having that conversation just the other day about something super small, a little task she was doing. And I was convinced that it, it needed to be done this way. She was convinced that it needed to be done that way. And the amazing thing is, in the end, we combined both of our plans and it was perfect. And that's the beauty of diversity. If we will end ourselves and end our pride, not think more highly than we should think of ourselves, but think soberly and think righteously. Put on the mind of Christ and say, no, they are different by design. It is the purpose of God that they don't think like I think. So let's meet together and together we can be a body. Verse number five, and there are, what's the word? Differences. Differences. Have you ever heard this? I wouldn't do it that way. It's kind of what I just talked about. I wouldn't do it that way. I'm not like that person. Oh, they should just do it this way. God calls that differences. And that's okay. So many times if we're navigating relationships and there's differences, we think there has to be distance. But that's not what God says. God says, no, I have created diversity and I've created, that comes from me. I am so vast and so big that if I paint a picture, I can't just use one color. I'm creating a masterpiece here. And there's a beauty to the family of God as we all, filled with the Spirit of God, bring to the table what God has placed within us and we unite with our brothers and sisters in Christ thinking soberly thinking righteously I'm not above you you're not above me we are different by design so let's unite although we are unique it's what God wants for his church and then look at verse number six and we're gonna turn to the page that you have I'm thankful for this part because I'm glad we're not just different and I'm glad we're not just diverse. There are diversities of operations, but it is, verse number six, the same God which worketh all in all. God is at work in each of our lives in distinct, different unique ways. And as we, with the Spirit of Christ, gather together to unite our passions and our lives with the same Spirit, we can move as one, just like the human body. My hand can do things that my feet cannot do. My eyes see things that my ears 
cannot see. But if all I had was eyes, I could never hear anything. And that's what the rest of the chapter talks about. It likens the church to the human body and talks about how we're all distinctly different, just like a human body. If all you had were hands, you could do a lot of things that require hands, but you would be stuck in one place. You could never go anywhere. So if somebody said, hey, could you come over here and do this? You would need feet. And so we can't just be hands. We're hands and feet. We're ears and eyes. We're organs and bones. And for far too long in the church of God, we've looked around and we've seen differences in people. And we failed to put on the mind of Christ and say, they are different, but that's by design. There's nothing wrong with diversity. There's actually something wrong, I believe, scripturally, when there is no diversity. When you've got a culture of 12 people and everybody talks the same and dresses the same and looks the same and walks the same and and everybody sounds exactly the same, there's no room for growth. There's no room for expansion. There's no Spirit of God actually there. Just walk outside tomorrow morning when the sun's coming up and you will see diversity. You will see a sky that was blue, now bright orange. You'll see clouds. And I love going home with Moses at night when it's dark, like tonight. After church, we'll go home. Brother Brandon's shaking his head. His, his kids probably do the same thing. We live not way out, way out in the sticks, but far enough out where there's no street lamps and things like that. So it's dark at our house. We got one light that comes on when we pull in the driveway. But when we get out of the car, that light has gone off because we pull past it. It's one of those motion lights. And so it's really dark. We get out of the car. And Moses, almost every night, I started this with him when we were young. He'll look up into the sky and he'll say, Daddy, look at the stars. And it's awesome. I love one of the One of the wonderful things I love about being at our house is how dark it is at night. So we can look up and we can see the heavens painted with stars. But you can't do that during the day. If there was no diversity, then we wouldn't appreciate anything about the creation of God. Look around and remind yourself that diversity, differences, uniqueness is not a bad thing. It's actually coming from the hand and the heart of God. Verse number 12 of this chapter. 1 Corinthians 12 down to verse number 12. It just concludes this way. For as the body is one and hath many members... And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, there it is, the Spirit of God has birthed us into the body of Christ. We are all baptized into one body. Listen to this, church. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, And have been all made to drink into one spirit. Everybody, if you're looking with me, read 14 together. For the body is not one member, but many. We can all say amen to that. I'm thankful tonight that God is building a church. Yes, universally. Yes, globally. All around the world. There are Bible-believing churches being built in regions of the world where the Word of God is preached and the Gospel of God is actively going into community. But He's doing that here in Union Grove, North Carolina. And I am glad that I am a part of the body that He is building. Verse number 27 of that same chapter just sums it up this way. Now you, ye, are the body of Christ. And then he puts it this, and members 
in particular. We are all collectively the body of Christ. I said Sunday night, Jesus Christ is not here anymore. We are here. He did his works. He operated in the fullness of the Spirit of God. God was on him as he he did mighty things in this world, but he is gone. That same Spirit is here. He's not in Jesus anymore. He's in us. We are the physical body of Jesus Christ. So if we look around as the church and we don't like where the culture is headed, guess who we really need to point the finger to? Us. Because we are the body of Christ. And for far too long, we, as the light of the world, world. We, as the salt in this day, have looked around to people that we're supposed to be shedding light to and people that we're supposed to be throwing salt at. And we're going, that's just not right. That's just not good. We are what is right and good in this world. We are the body of Christ. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel of Christ. It's why he built a body. Now look, if you will, at your notes that I I passed out or the men passed out for me. He built a body for a reason. He came to this earth to seek and to save that which was lost. It was the goal, design, purpose, and plan of God Almighty. Jesus Christ came into this world to seek and to save sinners which were lost. That was his mission And it's the mission of the church today. The mind and heart of God has not changed. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus gives his disciples what we know as the great commission. That charge, those final words, go ye therefore, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, this is the best part of that verse. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. What is the church? What does it look like? Why are we here? What are we doing? We're doing, we are continuing to do, I should say, the works of Jesus Christ. Remember Sunday, he is the head of the church. He is not just the top, he's also the bottom. He's the foundation, he is the rock upon which we are built. We are sandwiched in the middle between Jesus Christ himself, the works that he did, he said we would do, and even greater works he wants to do with his people because Jesus, although fully God, was only one man. He could not do, that's why he called 12 apostles to begin the church work, but Jesus was one man even although he was God he was limited by his humanity the church of the living God look around we're not limited there's more than 12 of us here there's maybe more than 120 of us here there are Jesus Christ literally seated in this room the body of Christ indwelled with the spirit of God with the commission of God in our ears go ye not just those apostles not just those early disciples you and I specifically challenged, uniquely qualified by the Spirit of God to enter a world that needs light with light. It's our purpose. The mission, this is in your notes, of Calvary Baptist Church is the mission of God. We are empowered by the Spirit and equipped with the Word 
to engage with the world. I'll say that again. We are empowered by the Spirit and equipped with the world, with the Word, to engage with the world. That is who we are. We have the Spirit of God within us, the Word of God with us, and we are the body marching into the darkness of the world, saving those who will believe. That is our mission. Our mission is to reach and teach. We believe that every aspect of the ministry is important to God. Together, it's in all caps letters because it's how we do it. Together, we make up the body of Christ. Remember those facts about the human body? There are bones and then there are blood vessels and and then there are organs and they're not the same. The makeup of a bone is not the makeup of an organ. An organ is soft. An organ's like a muscle. An organ moves. A bone is static. A bone creates stability for the body to be able to stand and move. We all have unique purposes in the church, but together we make up the body. Jesus Christ is our head. He is the cornerstone upon which the church is built. God builds a body as he pleases. 1 Corinthians 12 says it this way, but now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if, and if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. And I can't help but read that verse and thank God for what he is doing at Calvary Baptist Church. If this Bible tells us that God builds a church as he pleases, that it's not our manipulation, it's not our power, it's not our ability, it's not our strength that builds this church, but it is God that sees fit to look down on Union Grove, North Carolina and build a church for his name. I'm thankful that he is doing just that at Calvary Baptist Church. He's not building a church, he's building us. We are the church. Similar to the human body, God fashions the spiritual body with members. All the members are uniquely gifted by the Spirit for their role in the body. Each member is distinct, but the same God works in all of us, uniting us as a church to reach and to teach. Now, if you have a pen, I want you to write this at the bottom. The reason I call this message tonight Commission Coalition is because that's coming up Saturday. And also because really what Commission Coalition Ministry Expo is, is the opportunity for our church, the members of the body, to come together and to get a glimpse into what God is doing at Calvary Baptist Church. And if we all believe that we are a part of the body and that there is no part in the body that is here by mistake, then we all need to find our place, agree with the Spirit of God that we're valuable, which means God did not gift me to sit. God didn't gift me to hide. God gifted me to use me. And it may not be to stand up and preach a message. It may not be to sing in the choir or play an instrument. It may not be a lot of things. There are diversities. Your calling is distinctly different than anybody else's, but we're all called. We're all a part of the body. So if you have a pen, write this down on the bottom of your paper. The goal of Commission Coalition, which is the message tonight, but it'll also be what actually happens Saturday. The goal of Commission Coalition is to unite 
the body of Christ around the great commission. That is the goal. It's the goal of this message tonight to get us all to understand that God is the head of this church, the head of this body. He is the one who gave his life and became the foundation for what we see today as the church of the living God. He is the reason we're doing anything. His spirit is what is in us. His word is what we take to pierce the darkness. He is the church in us. We are his body. That's the goal for tonight, for us all to understand that, for us all to walk in that, for us all to be challenged to exercise our place in his body. And then also Saturday, specifically, we're going to come together, enjoy some time together. So if you didn't write it down, write it down. The goal of Commission Coalition is to unite the body of Christ around the Great Commission. I'm thankful that God is building a church at Calvary. I'm thankful that he's not just building buildings. I remember Pastor and I talked about the nature of what it would be like to transition from the old building to the new building. And just so many questions, so many what ifs, because it's new territory, you don't know. But man, we stand up here now and we look out at what God is doing and what we see is a physical structure. We see that physical growth, but we can look internally and see how God is actually building the church, building the people. The bigger building is just a representation of a bigger church. That's all that it is. We're not growing because we got a bigger building. We're growing because God is alive in us. And as this church moves forward, we want as the church to challenge all of us to think rightly about our place in this body. There is nobody under the sound of my voice that does not have a place at Calvary Baptist Church. If you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, then you are gifted and a part of this body. We want to create a culture at Calvary Baptist Church where people don't just come to receive, they come to give. Because God has given to us, we give back to Him. And as we give our lives to Him, we change the world. That's how that happens. Every body giving their body for the body. We're going to go ahead and bow our heads and pray. And I'm going to share some more information with you in just a moment about what Saturday is going to look like. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we all have, God, to be a part of what you are doing at Calvary Baptist Church. God, this is bigger than us. This is much, much bigger than any one of us. God, we, we are just the benefactors of what you are doing in our lives. We are just reaping, God, the blessings that you are pouring down from heaven. And God, I pray that the, the posture of our lives tonight would be hands open and hands up. God, we want to receive what you are willing to give to us. Stand, if you will, all over the house.